Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. We are back for a second of a two-part series that we're doing as a roundtable with some recent Taya Bootcamp graduates. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, Taya is a practice that I have created uh, with a lot of other people that are rooted in the teachings of the stream, the source consciousness that I channel. That's why this podcast is called The Stream of David. And I am here with a group of people that have recently graduated from our 12-week Taya Bootcamp program. And in last week's episode, I channeled the stream. They asked some really interesting questions. We had a very trippy experience of all of us agreeing that it seemed like it went by in just a few seconds. It was just like time stopped during that. And I, I don't know if listening to the podcast, you have the same experience as that or not. But uh, in studio, we absolutely had that experience and it was absolutely incredible. And there were some really good questions and some really good responses from the stream. So we're going to review that a little bit. And then in the second segment of this episode, I'm going to bring the stream back for more questions. So let's start with Kate. What was your takeaway from the, the interaction in the last episode? Um, it, gosh, you know, it's funny because I, I feel like I took away almost more from other people's questions than from my own, which is really cool. Um, I loved one of my favorite parts was um, when Stream talked about receiving yes or no guidance through sensation. Um, and instantly in my head, I was like, oh, okay, I can, I can like label something this and that, and then I'll make that work. And then right after they were like, and don't look for it and don't force it. And I was like, oh, never <laughs> <laughs> <Our> mind. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have never been able to force anything. It's like this, uh, this unfolding of things that come with a higher and higher and higher connection because I've known about the connection my whole life, but I kept it suppressed for quite some time. And then it became more and more powerful throughout my lifetime. And I started out, I would have the, the knowing drop in when I was a child. And I, I would call it my, I called it my knowing for a while before I ever heard of such thing as channeling. And I started working with a pendulum, probably my early forties, right around the time that I meditated and had a, a, a what people call a Kundalini awakening. I started working with a pendulum and I got very clear yes and no guidance from the pendulum. And then not too long and probably in, into my, I don't know, it was probably a few, five or six years into using a pendulum. And I didn't, I, I got to where I didn't use it all the time. I kind of felt like I didn't need it anymore. I started getting a very clear yes, no in my body in the last few years. Um, and and it's, it's kind of replaced the pendulum for me. I've really not used that at all. And I get yes, uh, it really starts in my my knee, my left knee. It's really weird and shoots up through my body. And I get no, usually not as powerful. Every once in a while, I'll get a very powerful no on the right side. And I can bring that in on demand now, which is really, really cool. But I didn't try for that. I didn't try for a Kundalini awakening. I didn't even know what any of those things were. And I honestly think that me not knowing so much helped me a lot. I know a lot of you and a lot of people are probably students of a lot of different uh, practices and things. I've dabbled in lots of stuff, but I think not knowing it so much and not going and looking for it was helpful in the process of allowing. With that said, it also took me into my 40s and 50s to allow all that to happen. So if you're a little, if you're younger than that and you're impatient, I, I don't blame you for wanting to get to all of that stuff, but it really is more about allowing, I think. So Kate, what else from the questions? Um. Um, I, well, I had asked a question about um, kind of, do we still have the human characteristics of judgment or like 
what we call like down spiral or negative energy when we retor- return to our completed state. And that was kind of inspired by the idea of like, you know, oh, this place is super haunted and it's an evil ghost or something. And so I was kind of like building off that idea. And it was really interesting because stream was absolutely not essentially was the answer. <laughs> they were like, that is all the like human ego creation and you don't have that here. So no. Um, I kind of thought that was like a fun question to ask with Halloween around the corner too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, a lot of people that are into to spirituality still think that there is there are evil spirits and demons and things like that out there. The stream has been very, very clear that that's all human ego creation rooted in fear yeah. uh, and the depiction of it, in, uh, you know, in Hollywood movies and things like that. I, and I have experienced it. I have experienced what I identified as dark energy, but I've come to realize that that was my own creation. My judgment of a, of a disconnect or a lower vibrational experience or period with fear added into it created that and once i detuned the fear of it the experiencing of it was very different it wasn't a a, a, that sort of thing and i've lived in houses that i would call haunted i certainly have had experiences where i am interacting with the energetic realm a little more directly i've had that throughout my lifetime i've seen ghosts i've seen all of that stuff but it's my experiencing of the energetic realm from my human perspective i get that now and I uh, lived in a house when I started experiencing all really getting into this stuff and that around my early 40s, I lived in Bellevue, Washington in this house and the house was only about 20 years old, but that house was, you could not describe it as anything but haunted. It was, it was essentially a haunted house, but the haunting was our own doing. My then partner and myself, we were so wrapped up in, in all these things that were happening And I realized that we had had a haunting situation in our house in Florida. And we moved from a house in Florida to a house outside of Seattle in Bellevue and brought the ghosts with us. Well, we didn't bring the ghosts with us. We brought us with us and our fear and our judgment of how we're interacting with the energetic realm. And it manifested as physical things that you would would consider haunting. I've even seen a, a photo fall you those photos that lean back on a little uh what do you call that an easel mm-hmm. fall over forward right in front of me with no animals around or strings or anything like that i've seen that happen but that was my own conjuring my own energy and all of my fear manifesting in that situation because i was fearing the house so it's it's interesting to think in terms of the the energetic realm as being anything other than loving, positive, powerful, expansive energy, but that's what it is. At least in my opinion, in my experiencing the stream. Anything so else, you, Kate? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. So how'd you get rid of the ghosts? Uh, change the belief system. We, we had a, 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 somebody come over and do like a cleansing and a prayer and we blessed the house and we did all that. And our belief system around that, we gave power to that. And it all went away instantaneously when we did that. And that's when I came to really understand that, okay, this was all our doing to begin with, because we have the power to stop it. We were the ones that were bringing it in in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, I remember hearing once that like the opposite of, there's no like the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is fear. And that always really resonated because it's like, those are the two kind of driving 
parts of our human experience. It's like the love energy and fear energy. And then what that pushes us back and forth between, but those are our, that's our spectrum. Like those are our two sides. <clears throat> and I love how that story just really plays into a great example of that. Yeah. The, I jump the, into that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Mona. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, I've actually had the same exact experience as you and it was throughout my entire life. And with the ghosts, with the spirits, it was always fear. It, I always had that fear of being watched and it took on its own manifestation as, as I got older and started doing that, you know, ghost adventures, haunting, putting up video cameras, listening, getting recordings. Me and my ex did that for a while. And we had a lot of evidence of ghosts, things moving, recordings on that I captured of them saying our names. And then after I joined Taya and a little bit right before I started realizing that it is our manifestation because we were constantly asking for it. Like, yes, I, like we heard it. I don't know how to explain that part. We saw it, we heard it. But once I realized that I'm the one that's making it out to be evil or not evil, but negative, it, it was always a negative presence. That's what always came through. And then after doing more meditation and figuring everything out. I'm like, it's not negative. It's just the ener energetic realm. And it stopped. It stopped in my home. I don't really feel that type of presence anymore. So I'm right with you there on that, David. It's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, you're calling it, you're, the fear comes out. It's almost like you're manifesting the fear. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, we all, we are all aware of an energetic realm and a whole lot of people want to shut it down and say, that's not true. It's not real. There's nothing but physical. We're all very aware of it. We all have, we all interact with the energetic realm, but as human beings, we, we, we are taught early on in life to really shut all that out. People are going to think you're crazy. You're going to be weird. You're going to be judged. Don't pay attention to that. That's not real. That's an imaginary friend there and all that sort of stuff. But I have very vivid memories very early on of interacting with the energetic realm. And then it sort of waned a little bit until my teen years. And then in my teen years, when I, I had a very tumultuous uh, teen uh, segment of my life and the, I started interacting, it started interacting with me. And there were things that I saw that you would think were from a horror movie, like, you know, these cloaked figures standing over me when I wake up and stuff like that. And again, the, 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 the fear part of it, the reason horror movies work so well is we're all innately aware of an energetic realm that's not 3D and that can be twisted to be something evil and scary mm -hmm. and scare the hell out of us and, and, and glue us to a screen because we want to interact with it. We want to know what that is and we have little glimpses of it in our own lives. So we bring that movie into our lives and, and Hollywood over the years has been really good at, at really focusing on that and exacerbating that, that fear mechanism because it entertains people and it, it sells movies, right? Wow. So the, the, when you shift your perspective of the energetic realm to no longer fearing it, you're not having the haunted experiences anymore because it's, there's nothing to fear there. And, and again, the pulling that, drawing that source perspective of we are all eternal beings and nothing can happen here on earth that really ends what we are. That is such a powerful knowing that nothing that's happening here ends us. Our consciousness is eternal. So that takes all the pressure off of the human life experience and it takes all the fear out of it. If you, if you continue down that path of, of belief, if you choose to do that, you don't have to do that, but it really does take the pressure off the human life experience. And you get to where you're not fearing death. 
and you're not judging the experiences of others the way that perhaps you once did. And it really changes the way that you, you experience life. I think it brings more joy, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel like that correlates with people who initially don't believe in spirits, don't believe in ghosts. They're also not very spiritual in any type of way. And then the ones that have seen things, have heard things, they are more believers of the energetic realm. So it comes more Yeah, the people that are into it experience it. The people that think experience it's all crap, it, yeah. they, don't, uh, they don't experience it at all because they're they don't believe it all it, out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I don't, I don't ever worry about trying to convince anybody anything is real. And it's interesting too, that skeptics always want to be convinced. And just like with the stream, anything else, if you want to be a skeptic, be a skeptic. I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. If you're into this, be into it. If you're not into it, go do your thing because we're all different. I don't, I, I long ago released the idea of a one truth, especially for humanity. Uh, the, the the one truth is the universal process of creation, whether you believe in it or not. But the way we uh, operate or the way we experience our humanity, that's individual preference. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with anyone's path, including thinking all of this is nuts. I'm completely fine with that. So Erica, what was your uh, takeaway from the last uh, podcast that we did? Well, I know Julie, <clears throat> excuse me, Julie had a question about uh, manifestations and I, I really enjoyed listening to the stream's response on that. Um, but one of the greatest takeaways for me was just um, no longer needing something to be a certain way to find joy or to be happy, you know, just kind of um, just letting things be, but finding joy in how things kind of unravel. Nice. Nice. I, I, I like when the stream shares that stuff that there's, there's no need to place pressure on, on specific manifestations. We can be as, as intentional as we want to be, but we can also just allow and, and just allow a magical experience, which I have found in my life when, when I let go of the reins and I'm a type A personality. <clears throat> so that's not always the easiest thing to do. But when I do let go of the reins and really allow the universe to deliver on an intention, a broad intention, it, it unfolds in a way that I would have never been able to dream up on my own. Certainly. Anne-Marie. Hi, I think for me, it was uh, Mona's question around source connection and the advice that source gave us is just stop hammering for it you know, just feel it, be aware of it, keep your eyes open, because I think a lot of us are just like, I want this, I want this, I want to feel this, I want this kundalini, I want this light, and it's, yeah, it's just, it was very beautifully put, and just relax, be observant, it's there, you can feel it, and yeah, that was just so reassuring, really useful information. Very nice, very, very nice. Well, it went by like it was seconds the last time. We're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, we're going to have another round of of channeling the stream and all of your questions. So we'll be right back after this message. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya boot camp and make 
maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are here. Hello. Thank you for being here with us. So my uh, question is in regards to emotions and how we know that emotions kind of help us or give us clues as to how we are on our spiral but just any um, advice or help on dealing with those negative emotions. You, you have posed an excellent question because really what you're experiencing and when you are what you call up your spiral in, in, in allowing more of your natural source connection to be realized, you, you are in a higher energy state, a more connected energy state to, to all that is. And anything less than that is simply that it's, it's less than connection. The judgment that, that, that you are all taught to feel are around your lower vibrational emotions is what creates the suffering as, as we have stated in the past, the, 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 the judgment of the experience as negative is what's creating what you would call the negative emotion. You, you eventually will arrive in a space in your practice where you understand fully that that lower vibration does not need to be judged as negative or even unwanted. That the, the, the lower energy time is your refueling time that is going to propel you back up into a higher energy connection. And the catalyst for that very often is your obstacle. So when you are in a lower energy time, you may be manifesting some unwanted things, even, even little unwanted things that, that you notice things are not working for you. The, the, your, your intentions are not being realized in the moment. You are trying to log on to your device and it is not working, or you bump into a wall or you drop something. Anytime something like that is happening and you're not as intentional, you are separating from your, your abundance. You are, you are in lower vibrational territory, but it is not really negative. The, the, the negative part of it is, is rooted in the fear that humanity has is, is, is thrived on for quite some time. And that separation from source, that fear-rooted separation from source created a lot of things. But now you're coming into a, an era, those of you that are following teachings such as this, where you are coming to understand that that lower vibrational, lower energy time does not have to be negative at all that it is simply a, a bit of a disconnection. It's something that you can actually learn to meet and enjoy. And in meeting and enjoy and appreciation, you are propelling yourselves right back up because abundance is your natural state of being and expansion is guaranteed. So therefore, understanding this up and down vibrational flow that you are all operating in, the down flow feels like lower energy. And the down flow absolutely may be realized by you in, a, in some, some smaller unwanted circumstances or events happening around you. But the momentum 
that is allowed to build around these negative things and the focus on the negative of it and the focus on the unwanted aspect of it builds momentum for more of that type of thing to come in. And notice that you, that, that you and those around you can build quite a bit of momentum in a negative direction and manifest bigger and bigger and bigger unwanted things, unwanted people, circumstances, and events. The, the, the unwanted aspect of it is a, a condition of being in that lower vibrational flow, but the, the negative reaction to it is learned behavior that you can change if you so choose. Wonderful, thank you. Hi, Stream. So I often meet uh, people who are very kind of content in their lives. Um, things are, you know, they have a good job, things are relatively good with their relationships, but there is lacking passion and drive to move towards a more passionate life because of fear of leaving their security and their secure lives. What advice would you give to somebody who was in that place? In, in terms of advice, we are all in high appreciation of you operating your lives however you, you discern, however you choose. And, and if, if it is quiet complacency, then, then that is your life experience. We will always guide you away from fear, however, and as you have described, many that are in that, that complacent space of, of, of average, an average relationship, an average life experience, and an average being, because there is fear in stepping out of that, that, that negotiation that occurs across humanity of you've gotten yourselves to a certain level and you should just be grateful for that, it could be much worse. That's the, the, the fear mechanism of, of your ego keeping you from stepping in, into something else. What will very often occur in, in, a, in a life experience such as that, some disruption is going to manifest sooner or later naturally, because that being that is appearing to hold themselves in this sort of neutral space that is, that is somewhat complacent and, and, and not very exhilarating is inevitably going to manifest some circumstance that is going to drive them towards some type of new creation. That, that is why you see people that are, are, are comfortable financially and settled into comfortable relationships develop health issues because the, the health issue creates the disruption that the eternal self is seeking in new creation. And understand that the universe is not judging positive and negative creation. That is a human discernment. So when, when someone is moving through their lives in a, in a very average way, if you will, a very safe and comfortable way, and they manifest an illness, that is not viewed by the universe as anything negative. They will view it as negative, however, and they will be, begin creating something to disrupt that complacency, whether it is more illness or healing from the illness. Either way, there is an experience that is had in that. And understand also that the, the energetic realm is not operating in linear time. What may seem like 20 years of complacency to a human being is not viewed in, in linear time from an eternal standpoint. So absolutely, a human being can hold themselves in a somewhat complacent state of being for 20 years, but the real suffering is experienced in the complacency. And, and, and perhaps you are all aware of, of someone that you know 
that is operating that way. They, they are complacent, but they're not really at peace. They are renegotiating their dreams and their desires. And there is part of them that they are, that they are diminishing that at one time wanted to be more expansive. And in, in, in that, that comfortable complacency, that expansiveness is not being allowed. And the, the ego is creating suffering in the judgment of the, of the allowing of the complacency, but not so much so that the being moves themselves out in, in, in a certain amount of linear time, but eventually they will. In, in fact, eventually you, you all age out of your human experience naturally. You, your, your bodies begin to create contrast for you and, and create your separation from the human experience by design different for all of you, certainly, but, but you are designed to do that and understand that, 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 that old age experience, that, that end of life suffering experience yet again is another matter of, of the human judgment that creates the suffering. The aging out of your bodies does not have to be a suffering experience, regardless of how you do it. And the operation of your, your lives in, in, in adulthood where you, you settle into this complacency, if that is your discerned preference, there is still expansion offered even in that. Thank you. So I have a question too. Um, and I would like to know, what would you say to people who feel like they can't connect or realize their connection to stream? You, every single one of you th th that is drawing a breath has ego presence and has source presence. The, 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 there, there is a mix there always. It is in all of you. The, the shutting down of the realization of the source connection is, is something that is very, very common because you have all been taught to shut it down. You have all been taught that perhaps it's something external from you are non-existent whatsoever, and you're completely just a, a physical being by happenstance. But the, the, the allowing of source is as simple as the brief appreciation of anything. That is the allowing of source. The, the, the feeling of love, the feeling of affection, all beings have glimpses of that, and that is the source connection. You have all come to understand that the allowing of more of it is very much about detuning the transgressor energy around you, detuning your judgment of your experience, loving yourselves more, appreciating yourselves more, and you are experiencing what is always there more, but it is always there, it is always present, it is part of the driving force of your being. You have a follow-up question to that. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's, it's interesting, but I think that it's still really hard sometimes to obviously not live in judgment about everything. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, how much does that judgment get in the way though, for us from being in that connection because, or being aware of that connection? Cause I understand that we're always connected, but the judgment of, that we put on as our human experience, like sometimes I feel like is it's very hard to get past that. So I almost wonder, is there like, you know, we know meditation can be a tool, but are there other tools to 
in your daily life or in our daily life help us remove that from our experience so that we can be more source connection aware? Indeed, you, you, you are aware in, in the Taya practice, there is a creation of, of, of things called stop gaps where you catch yourself sooner and sooner and sooner when you're starting to, to take yourselves on that, that downward spiral. And the detuning of transgressors it eliminates much of that, but you still have discernment. As long as you are physical, you are going to discern preferences. It's your natural state of being. This is why we, we, we playfully say that you're all judgmental. You, you are all judgmental because you have discernment. You, you are in an environment of preference. You are in an environment where you are naturally continually discerning preferences, even when you're not realizing it. And when you are down the spiral a bit and a little bit of fear takes hold, then that discernment turns into judgment. And, and the difference is between you observing something or experiencing something and discerning that you do not wish to have or do or experience that and moving into the fear of it or moving into the fact that that is not your preference and therefore it should not be anyone else's preference either. That's where the fear comes in because your ego is taking over and your ego is wanting to be right. Your ego is wanting to be correct. Your ego is wanting to be superior, if you will, to the other beings, that your way is the right way. But in the Taya practice, you, you are coming more and more and more to understand that, that you are all here on your own independent journeys and there is no right or wrong path. So those that believe very differently than you, you have space for that now in your practice. Understand that when we speak of practicing and detuning as part of the practice, that is you unraveling that, that operating system that you all created for yourselves from birth, even prior to that perhaps, where you are reacting to what you are manifesting. Because you all begin manifesting, your, your entire experience is your manifestation. All of it is manifesting. But there are things that are your preference and there's things that you're not, that are not. And in, in the experience of things that are not your preference early on, you create abundance blocks. And in the practice of Taya, you are detuning your abundance blocks. You're detuning that operating system that you created by default as a reaction to everything that was occurring in your lives to the point where you are viewing humanity and your own experiencing of it very differently in a very short amount of time. And in doing so, you're detuning judgment, but you're not completely eliminating it. You are physical beings. You're human beings in this case. And as human beings, you're discerning preference. As human beings, you're moving through vibrational flow. So in a lower vibrational state of being, that vibrational dust of judgment is more likely to creep back in. And, and, and the, the work here is not about crossing, the, the, as, as David has described it, the finish line of perfection ever. This practice is not about being a perfect human being. There's no such thing. There's no perfect way to experience your human life journey. But you have all come to understand in your Taya practice that it gets better and better and better the more you raise your default vibration systematically with a daily practice of detuning transgressors, detuning judgment, creating a stopgap. When you find yourselves judging, understand it's just like when you, you find yourselves trying to do something that isn't working for you, you, you come to realize instantaneously that you're a bit down your spiral. You know that if you step away from that and raise your vibration and come right back to it, you're going to have a very different experience. The same thing applies to your judgment. You can catch it earlier and earlier and earlier. 
just like your clawed voice. You catch that voice of limiting beliefs sooner and sooner and sooner with regular practice. And eventually it becomes something that does not realize much at all. And eventually something that is fully appreciated for what it offered you when it was around. You come full circle from detuning to full-blown appreciation of it. And in your full-blown appreciation of it, it is completely detuned. But understand detuning is not eradicating. You all possess the ability to slip back into old habits. That's part of your human experience. So when you slip back into some old unwanted habits, you catch yourself. You realize that, that you have created what, what we have recently referred to as a spin out, where you're, you're, you're sort of spinning out and unraveling some of the positive things, the wanted things that you've manifested in your experience. And the spinning out is actually allowing any flaws or any unwanted aspects or any old vibrational dust to surface and present itself for, for your detunement. If you choose to do so, that's what the practice is. So we guide you to, to be easy on yourselves, but, but to be diligent in your practice. If your desire is to systematically raise your vibration, it's catching that judgment earlier and earlier and earlier and, and, and sort of zooming out and zooming back in with source perspective, as we, as we say, that, that source perspective of non-judgment. It's available to all of you instantaneously. It's just a matter of catching yourselves and, and, and refocusing as has been referred to as through the eyes of source. When you see something that triggers you, zoom out, refocus back in without judgment and see how it's experienced differently instantaneously. You all possess the power to do that, and you have the tools to do it as well. Hi, Stream. How are you? So my question is about one of the top three. It's about health. And for those people who are suffering from any type of illnesses that are occurring in their body, um, I understand that stress and fear and anxiety stops the filtration system. Do you have any tips on how we can either I don't know, update it or help clear that out? Or is it just a process of also manifestation? I understand that the systematic raising of vibration will do a lot toward that, but also no longer judging the experience as negative or bad or unwanted. It's, it's simply an experience. The, the, the suffering is your own creation in your judgment of the experience, as we have stated. The, 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 the filtration system for lack of better terminology, getting clogged up a bit and creating illness or an unwanted physical condition it, it is always a sign of some sort of a spin out. And you all create spin outs in different areas. We, we have spoken in the past of, of, of having these, these plates on sticks that you have spinning all the time and you sort of have to run around and spin the plates. You, you are not essentially needing to put that much effort into anything, but you, you have the, you, your plates will begin to wobble and fall if you ignore an aspect of your lives and you, and you, and you are not steady and you're cleaning up the, the vibration around it, meaning your health can spin out. There's nothing wrong with your health or your body spinning out a bit and, and, and you coming back around to full realization that you have control to manifest anything you want, but allowing the spin out without judgment understanding that you all create them because that, that spin out without judgment is, is presenting new things for you to work on. As, as a physical being, you are very much here for the unwanted aspects and the new creation that is born of the unwanted aspects as, as much as you are here for the things that you discern instantaneously as your preferences. You have been taught to the contrary of that. 
but in your learning of your Taya practice, you, you are coming more and more and more to realize that the unwanted things offer great opportunities for expansion. Okay, so basically if someone were to get sick then they have to use their tools, just like they use it with anything else, any other aspect of their life to heal their body. The, the, the sooner the sooner one arrives at appreciation of the experience, the sooner a healing journey will manifest. Okay. Thank you. I have a question. Um, we come here for our weekend trip and to experience what we need to experience. But I just wondered, do we ever come here with a particular purpose? Or is it a clean slate and we just experience what we experience? Like some of us are drawn to tire and you said lots of people aren't so I just wondered if this was if there's any intention before we come here to experience these things the the, the broader intention is 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 expansion certainly and expansion to varying degrees is guaranteed in, in in the journey however your alignment with your point of entry is a vibrational alignment so, so if, you, if you're thinking in terms of a, a preference from an eternal state of being, the, the experience that is desired is absolutely going to be what you would consider an experience of chance because you as a physical being are, are manifesting it, absolutely. But your point of entry is a vibrational alignment. So think of the time and place and, and, and people and conditions and circumstances that you align with to project in physically meaning your parents, your culture, your, your, your nation, your, your, your level of income in your family, the religion that is present and the belief system that is present, the culture that is present, all of those things is, is, is a desired manifestation from an eternal state of being because there is an alignment there. There's law of attraction as all things are. So that alignment creates a set of circumstances of chance, but a set of circumstances is a starting point for your physical journey understanding that, that the, the, the strands of consciousness that project into what, as a human being, you might consider more difficult circumstances, illness, poverty, war, things of that nature, are strands of consciousness intentionally seeking the sophistication that will be offered in the expansion of the experiencing of something of that nature. That is difficult for you from a human perspective to understand, because by and large, as human beings, you're discerners of preference and you see things that are not your preference and you question why from your eternal state of being would you ever project into that? Yet beings do. So it's coming to understand that the beings that project into more difficult circumstances are desiring the encounter of the more difficult journey. And whatever happens from there, even if it's a very short amount of time, even if it's not even making it to birth, that is the experience and the expansion that is experienced in that experience. The, 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 the manifestation of expansion is simply having the experience. There is no positive or negative. There is no suffering. It is the experience in and of itself and the discerning of preference and the moving toward a solution for the, the, the unwanted things that you are experiencing in physical, that moving toward a solution of some sort, even if that solution is not viewed as favorable from a current human perspective, creates expansion. Mm. And there are certainly circumstances where expansion is, is, is more risky 
but the reward would be greater in the manifestation through the experience. Wow, thank you. Very different than, than, than humanity teaches. We have often yes. said that the energetic realm operates in reverse of, 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 of current human teachings. Detuning fear, being abundant by nature, not operating in, in, in so much control, not fitting into a template so much, not judging yourselves so much. Think of all of the things that you have learned as a human being in your paths, that as you detune them, you find more joy in your human experience. That is evidence that the energetic realm operates very differently than humanity has, has chosen on the current path. But that's also why you came to it. It's very different to the way that we're brought up in the fears that are instilled into us as children. Yeah. Indeed. Thank and how, how magnificent it is that, that you have all found your paths to, to a belief system that, that operates in harmony with universal law instead of in opposition to it. All right, I have another question. Um, I have an understanding that the past, present, and future are all occurring simultaneously. Do you have like humans that experience deja vu? that where they have these experiences where they're like, wow, I feel like I've experienced this before, but they've never actually experienced it or dreams maybe that come to a person of things that haven't happened yet. Like, can you elaborate on what that is? I understand that the, what lies beyond physical is, is, is consciousness, it's intelligence. That, that's what we are and that's what all of you are part of. That, that, that consciousness is not experiencing linear time. Therefore, everything that has ever happened and everything that is ever going to happen is, 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 is at once. There is no linear time. However, you are experiencing a, a physical realm, what you perceive certainly as a physical realm, and, and what you perceive as linear time. But understand that, that the, the, the things that happened when you were a child are very present in you always because it's part of your eternal consciousness. But in the, in the boot camp experience specifically, you've gone back into some of those childhood experiences, especially the ones that created trauma and have refocused them through the eyes of source. And in doing so, you've detuned the triggers that they create and the abundance blocks that they, that they cause. And in doing so, you've changed the experience. Mm -hmm. Now understand that backward and forward, there are infinite possibilities that are all occurring. And when you manifest an experience that is a crossroad of exactly what you've experienced before without any change whatsoever, because as your consciousness expands and you're experiencing uh, of your physical realities, your consciousness is expanding and the experience is, is changing. It's evolving just a little bit. And all of those experiences exist in consciousness infinitely. But when you, in your physical experience, meet the crossroad of exactly what you've manifested in the past, you experience what you encounter as deja vu. Very interesting. Thank you. You believe you've experienced it before because you have. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Stream. I have another question, Stream. It's, it's about when we enter our completed state. And is there a time where we are both with yourselves, passed over or still here? 
um, because there's there's occasions where people have said that they've felt on their deathbed and they've seen energies of their loved ones. And I just wondered if there was a, like a floating space or is it literally our last breath on this planet? And that's when we enter our completed state. I understand that, that, that you, you are part of the collective consciousness of all that is that which you call source, that which we are, you, you were always part of that. You, you project in as a strand of consciousness into a physical vehicle to experience a physical environment. And in this case, as a human being on planet earth and in, in your, in your physical consciousness, you, your ego is present and is holding you away from that eternal wisdom so that you can focus on and have a unique earthly human journey. But there are times that you catch glimpses of the energetic realm. You do this when you're really young. You do this at crossroads in your lives. You do this when you meditate and allow more of the energetic realm to come in. And, and, and there are times certainly at the end of the human journey, the physical journey, when you are in the process of releasing your physical being, that you come into more awareness of the energetic realm. But your consciousness is always there. That is your ego experiencing the energetic realm and allowing that experience without judgment and fear to be more realized. You're releasing the judgment and fear at what you are discerning or, or, or considering the end of the journey. And you are experiencing more and more of it, but you're experiencing still as a human being. Because understand when you are experiencing the human version of your crossed over loved ones, you are still filtering that through your human filtration system. And that's why you are encountering them as you knew them as human beings, not in their eternal state of all that is of, of infinite experiences that you would not be able to comprehend as a human being. There, there are times that, 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 that human beings will, will consume some sort of a, a substance that will lift the veil of the energetic realm and, and, and have these, these trippy experiences. And these trippy experiences are not hallucinations at all. That is more of the energetic realm being realized. And sometimes it's so much so that it's overwhelming to the human consciousness. Think of, think of your one experience that you are in as a human being and compare that to the energetic realm, which is, is infinite no ending to it. There's no ending to that which you are. There's no ending or beginning to your experiences in physical. That is well beyond your comprehension as a human being. What you can comprehend as a human being are things that are akin to your human journey. Very often, humans will explore what they perceive as past life experiences. And the past life experiences are always human experiences are very like human experiences because that is what is able to be received in, in, in the receiver of your human ego. Thank you. Do we, do we revisit the planet? Do we come back? We mentioned past lives. Do we, we have we, different lives? When we communicate with all of you, we, we will sometimes re refer to things as coming and going in and out in linear the experience mm -hmm. is all simultaneous because there is no right. linear time. So the other experiences as, as a being in your earth environment, absolutely you have them. You have them well beyond being a human being. You, you do not start out in your environment as a human being, the most sophisticated physical consciousness on your planet. So think of yourselves as trees and fish and clumps of dirt and in all things. You're in all of that. 
but as a human being experiencing what you're experiencing, you are so much more sophisticated than a clump of dirt or a fish. You're not going to, to be able to access that version of you, of your consciousness and understand that you're all a collective as well. So you're as much connected and experiencing throughout humanity as you are throughout the earth environment, as you are throughout the universe. It is just a bit difficult to comprehend and not so, so terribly useful to you. That's why we always draw everything in these conversations back to your current human journey, because that's what you're here to experience. So when we offer things that are of the energetic realm, it's about taking that energetic realm perspective and drawing it into your current 3D reality, because that's what you're here to experience. You are in the energetic realm eternally. You do not need our guidance on that. You, you are calling up or dialing up rather our guidance on your current human experience. So we'll always take that energetic level energetic realm level of eternal consciousness and draw it into your current 3D human experience. So interesting. Thank you. I have one more quick question. So when we are at a um, point in which we have to make some sort of choice or decision and there are kind of an abundance of ways that we could go, um, how would you guide us to choose the best decision? Understanding that, that there is no wrong decision, that the, the things that you have encountered in your lives that you might consider a mistake offered expansion for you, offered lessons for you, if you will. And, and, and we often hear human beings say that the universe delivered something to you to teach you a lesson. You manifest everything. So you manifest a situation and there are gifts regardless of the choice that is that is made by you so there is truly no getting it wrong if you throw caution to the wind and just make a decision you're not going to get it wrong and the only way it's going to end up wrong is if you allow that fear and that judgment to creep in and make it a wrong decision it's an experience there are no wrong experiences there are certainly things that you're going to experience that aren't necessarily going to be forever this this idea of in physical, having a forever thing, a forever relationship, a forever home, a forever fortune, a forever pet, a forever set of physical circumstances. There is no forever because you're on this up and down vibrational journey. You did not come here to lock into something and, and grasp hold of it forever. There, there is no forever in physical. It's, it's going to come to a conclusion for you. So we, we guide you to not place so much pressure on making the right decision discern your preference for what you desire and understand that if that is your true desire and what you truly want, that can be your manifestation and you can derive much joy and expansion in the having of it. And don't expect it to be the right decision that lasts forever and does everything perfectly for you. There's so much pressure placed on decisions such as that. Discern your preference for what you want to experience and leave it at that. When you remove fear, you will always have a preference. You will always have a preference. And when you allow your preferences without the worry or the judgment of making a bad decision, then there are no bad decisions. Everything holds value. So is there such a thing as something being meant to be, or is that like a human thing? That, that is a, a human uh, terminology. All, all of these are, are human terminology, certainly. But the idea of meant to be simply means that you have aligned with it and allowed it and made peace with it. 
there, there is no meant to be because you are the creator of what's next in every single moment. Always you are the creator of what's next. There is no predetermined destiny being projected in from the energetic realm. There would be no point in physical reality. The experiencing of physical is all about discerning preference, overcoming obstacles, creating new creation because of your obstacles and expanding in that new creation. That expands your strand of consciousness, which expands our consciousness, which expands the universe. And when we say expand, we are referring to what you would call ever increasing levels of sophistication of intelligence. That's expansion, becoming more intelligent, a better version of always. That is guaranteed. We understand that there are, are human created things that in your, your discernment deteriorate, but in the deterioration of them, they're not diminishing. They're simply moving to a different form. And the deterioration is simply a matter of judgment. There was a time in David's life where he only liked new vehicles, but as he's gotten older, he appreciates the vehicles of his childhood. Even the ones that are not in great condition will draw him over to them to, to check them out, appreciating them on a very different level than at one time he would have appreciated what he considered an old vehicle. You, you evolve over time and come to understand that, that the, your physical bodies, your, your, the animals of your planet, the, the, all of the vegetation and all the structures that you create and all the things that you create will all morph into different states of being and none of them are wrong or bad or are even unwanted unless you choose that. It's simply morphing into a different state of being because you're on this expansive journey. And we would guide you to apply that to your physical bodies. Understanding that the aging process, you, you, you are here to experience that however you choose. If you want to change and enhance your bodies as you, as you flow through life, there is nothing wrong with that. We are not judging that. But if you are fighting it and fearing it and, and hating the process and, 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 and buying into this idea that you're not supposed to age and that young is good and that old is bad, then you are going to create your own suffering in the aging process. Yes. Those of you that wish to be joyous, we would guide you away from that. Thank you, Stream. Wow. Thank you, Stream. That was, that was amazing. And I think we're going to wrap up the session here. Thank you so much. We have shared quite a bit in a short amount of time. And as always, we, we guide you to, to, to listen to this. If, if, if this was something that resonated with you, understand that there are multiple messages layered into to one overriding message. We, we, we guide you to listen to it over and over again if it is resonating highly with you. With much love, that is what we have. Thank you. <laughs> well then. Hi. Very Welcome good. Back. Very You're good. <laughs> well, you all went deep into the uh, all the good stuff, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I've got I've got the shivers. My head is just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any yeah. any big takeaway from this last uh, segment with them? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> A lot. <laughs> A lot. I actually just feel like I need to re-listen to everything because also I wasn't fully focused when I was thinking about my own question. Right. But there was a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. Good. Good. 
And it stemmed wow. more questions too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we can do this again. We can certainly get together and, and do this again. I like doing forums. Uh, we, we have uh, these, these two parts uh, and we'll probably circle around with another mastery forum pretty soon. Uh, and then uh, we'll circle back to this group and maybe we'll, we'll bring some other people in as well uh, to do this sort of thing again. I do want to thank all of you for taking time on your Friday morning uh, to, to hang out and, and record this. I appreciate it so much for all of your participation, your questions for the stream, and thank all of you for listening. I appreciate your continued uh, support of this podcast. We're, we're just getting more and more listeners all the time. And it's really exciting to see that. Thank you all. Hi, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you like what we shared here today, and if it inspired you to think differently, even for just a moment, I have something that you're absolutely going to love. It's a full 90 minute masterclass where I've condensed all the knowledge that I've acquired throughout the years after writing two books and helping hundreds of people change their lives. Take the action steps that I share in this masterclass. The only place that I share this is in these masterclasses aside from my Taya Bootcamp program. And if you know our teachings, you know that we're not about rainbows and fairy dust. We are about extreme ownership, claiming the power to transmute anything in your life to something positive, claiming the power to create your life exactly the way that you dream of it. So everything that you're going to learn in the masterclass is something that you can take and apply in your life as soon as you're done watching. So just go to the streamofdavidmasterclass.com and register and take this 90 minute masterclass that will transform your life. Again, that is the streamofdavidmasterclass.com. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, you are absolutely gonna love this masterclass. Thank you again. I'll see you in class.